0: welcome everyone to the week four player prop happy hour presented by the 33rd team i am your host as always josh lurkey joined as always by ben wolby our data scientist and ryan reynolds our resident film grinder and the associate director of fantasy embedding and, and we have special guest the 33rd team's own the the fastest rising star in the industry alex caruso He has gotten into prop betting, folks, and we just simply had to have him on the show. For anyone new, the way this works is each of us brings three player props to the table. We go rapid fire and we mention the prop we're taking, the the sports book that has the best line we found, and a quick little idea of why we are taking that bet. Enough of me talking. Ryan, the shades, we love it again. Talk to us about your first bet of the day we we'll take
1: T. Higgins over 57.5 yards receiving, minus 110 at BetMGM. Gentlemen, T. Higgins has 28 targets this year, at least eight in each game. He only has 10 receptions and 110 yards receiving, however. know Benjamin Wolby, this sounds like reg- regression, doesn't it?
2: That's Titans have given...
1: It does. It does. The Titans have given up the fourth most receiving yards to wide receivers this year. Their secondary has been shredded over each of the last two years. Obviously, the Bengals have the raw materials to blow this group up. My one concern here is the Titans pass rush against the Bengals struggling offensive line. That said, this is over a 60% confidence play for me. So I take those whenever I see them.
0: I like this. I was looking at Bengals overs in the past game. I think you found the right one here. Alex, welcome to the show. Let's hear your first line of the day.
3: I know that no one is going to be excited about it, but I think that's why we can take advantage of Joe Burrow passing yards over 263 on underdog. Every quarterback that has faced the Titans so far has a minimum of 289 Two of the three quarterbacks they faced went over 330. I know Joe Burrow is hurt. I know Joe Burrow is injured, but he threw for 259 yards last week. Granted, it was on a lot of pass attempts, but the Titans have the worst secondary in football. They have an awesome run defense, and I think that this Bengals team is going to expose them throughout the passing game. I think Joe Burrow is an easy over 263.
0: Guys, you heard it here first. Joe Burrow. 263 take that higher on underdog fantasy and when you do use the promo code 33rd team you get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars that sounds pretty good to me ben i'm going to kick it over to you what is your first play of the day
2: i've been on this show for two years now one last year so far leading this year i don't think i've ever gotten an intro as good as you've given alex so a little heartbroken Uh, But hopefully this play makes up for that, Josh. I'm taking Mac Jones over eight and a half rushing yards. I grabbed this at even odds on DraftKings. I think it's moved down to minus 105. Uh, This Dallas defense, we attacked this twice on the show last week with Josh Dobbs. um, And it's because quarterbacks are absolutely running for their life against this defense defense. Quarterbacks have the most rushes, the most rushing yards, the seventh most yards per carry against this Dallas defense because their top ranked secondary and their fifth highest pressure rate are forcing quarterbacks out of the pocket. Quarterbacks are rushing on 17 and a half of their pressures versus Dallas. That is the fourth highest rate in the NFL. And as a matter of fact, every single quarterback has had at least five rushes, 36 yards against this defense. And even Mac Jones has had at least two rushes and 13 yards in every single game this season. So every quarterback against this defense has gone over this number. Mac Jones has gone over this number in every single game this year. He's averaging 17 and a half yards per rush. That is twice as high as this line. And at minus 105, plus 100, whatever you can grab it at, it's a no-brainer. My model has it at a 77% over probability with fair value around 14 and a half.
0: Ben, I like the prop, and you're wondering why you don't get the rosy intro? It's because you're taking my lines. Week two, I took the Zach Wilson line. I talked about how these quarterbacks run for their life, and now here we are, week three. You take a rushing over from a quarterback facing the Cowboys. Week four, the same thing. I apparently need to get my lines in sooner. My first play of the day is going to be that I believe Lamar Jackson throws an interception. It's plus 105 on DraftKings. And I, I think the reason why it's plus money is for the, the casuals out there, they're going to look and they're going to be like, well, Lamar's only thrown one interception this year. And Cleveland only has one interception themselves on defense. However, let's zoom out a little bit. We can see that uh, 2021 through 2022, Lamar Jackson threw 20 interceptions over 24 games. If we check out our free and flagship tool on the 33 teamcom The Edge, we can see that Browns have pressured quarterbacks On 44% of dropbacks, the third highest in the league. And then also per the edge, we can go to the quarterback tab and we can see that Lamar's quarterback rating under pressure this year is 34th in the NFL. It's behind Gardner Minshew, behind Anthony Richardson, Andy Dalton, James Winston. Only Ryan Tannehill has attempted more than five passes this year under pressure with a quarterback rating lower than Lamar's. Through three games, this Browns defense is on a historic pace. 112 pass yards a game allowed. 52 rush yards game allowed. It is time for the Browns to get their second interception of the season, folks. Lamar Jackson plus money on the pick. Ryan, I am immediately throwing it right back to you because I know that you as well have not been particularly impressed with Lamar Jackson. Let's hear your second pick.
1: Week two, everyone hated Christian Kirk. I bet it's over that week. Last year, everyone last week, everyone hated Najee Harris. I bet it is over. Going to do the same thing with Kyle Pitts this week. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of you know, going against consensus here over 33 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 on bet MGM. I understand it's scary. I understand that Desmond Ritter's not exactly a guy you want to back in, in terms of throwing the football, but here's my angle here. Nine targets last week against in a negative gain script. I think the Jaguars are going to be playing with a lead. I think they've played down two weeks in a row. I think they write the ship a little bit in London. He's actually beaten this number in two of three games already too. Cause that's, that's my real thing here is 33 and a half yards receiving is very beatable. Even if he doesn't play well, even if he sees four or five targets, he can still get there. Again, another 60% play, play for me, so I take those when I see him.
0: I like that. Nobody has stones like Ryan when it comes to huh. taking a Kyle Pitts over, and nobody talks about football the way Ryan does. He's watched every snap of every game since 2014, and he still looks good while doing it. We love the shades. Ryan is at Ryan Reynolds NFL on Twitter. Alex, hit us with your second play of the day.
3: I know it's not fun. It's it's not sexy, but it has to be Zach Moss over 66 and a half rushing yards against the Rams. You can get that but minus 115 on DraftKings right now. The reason that I, I love him so much is because he's playing a ridiculous snap share. He's been over 75% of the snaps in both starts. He had 18 carries and 30 carries in the last two games. And I think this is going to be a positive game script for them. They're going to get Anthony Richardson back, which should open up the game even more for Zach Moss. But again, he's had 88 and 122 receiving, or sorry, 122 rushing yards over the last two games. I think he is a lock to get this just off volume alone, because he's going to see a minimum of 18 carries Only thing they could throw this if he gets hurt. Zach Moss over this all day, every day, twice on Sunday.
0: I like that play. I know when Ryan and I talked on our uh, show yesterday, previewing all of the week four games, we discussed how Zach Moss has actually looked pretty good. And I, I talked about a couple of his runs to the outside where I was like, oh, we got a little juice. Ryan was like, you know, if this Zach Moss showed up in Buffalo, he would still be in Buffalo. He's having a career resurgence right now. They might get Jonathan Taylor back next week. This looks like the time for them to simply ride Zach Moss into the ground. And you can follow Alex Caruso at Alex Caruso on Twitter. If you're not one of the roughly 100,000 people that is already doing that, you need to write that egregious mistake. I don't think anyone has a better Twitter presence at this point than Alex. Ben, hit us with your second line of the day.
2: Mark Andrews under 49 and a half receiving yards. I grabbed that at minus 114 on uh, FanDuel, I believe. Um, So this is a line that Mark Andrews has yet to hit this offseason or this season. He hasn't hit it in a single game versus Cleveland last year. And as for this season, he may have only played two games. But through three weeks, he's top seven in targets. He's top seven in receptions per game. But he falls outside the top 10 in receiving yards per game. The volume is there for Mark Andrews but the efficiency is not. And when we talk about efficiency against this Browns defense, the outlook is grim game logs against this historic Browns defense for tight ends. We've got Irv Smith who had five targets, three receptions, 17 yards, Chica Conquo four targets, three receptions, six yards, and Pat Fryer move one target, one reception, three yards. If you add all three of those tight ends, all of those numbers together, you get 10 targets for 26 or 29 yards. It's feasible that Mark Andrews has 10 targets. And if he does, what is the signal that it will be twice as efficient as these tight ends when he hasn't been this year? He hasn't been against the Browns last year. This defense is historic. It's absolutely historic. Uh, I've been pretty good about um, shutting down tight ends. My model has this at 78% on the under.
0: I think out there, everyone should be betting against the Ravens this week. I think Lamar throws a pick. Ben thinks Mark Andrews does not have a great game. I, I think we're all kind of aligned there. And you can follow Ben, the best data scientist that is on this video stream, at Ben Wolby on Twitter. How is that for a nice compliment? And if you're not already, make sure that you hop into the free 33rd Team Discord. That's linked in all of our articles on the 33rdTeam.com. You can find it linked in my Twitter, at tweets. You have to hop in the Discord that is where we drop a lot of these prop bets. First, that is where Ryan and I are tirelessly answering your start sit, your trade questions. That is where Jordan Vanek is tirelessly dropping all of his in-depth showdown and other DFS notes. Most discords like this are charging you at least fifty, if not a hundred dollars per year. We are currently charging you zero dollars. I don't know why we're doing that. I don't know why you're not in there. Make sure that you join the thirty-third team Discord. For my second play of the day. I am going to bet against Miles Sanders. I bet against him all offseason by simply not drafting him. And you know what? Let's just keep doubling down. I'm taking his under 57 and a half rushing yards, minus 105 on DraftKings. Miles Sanders has been under this in two of three games this year. Against Atlanta, week one, 18 carries, 72 yards. He got there. But then he faced the Saints in week two, 14 carries, just 43 yards. And then Seattle last week. I wouldn't even say Seattle's a particularly Excellent run defense, but his workload dropped again from 18 carries to 14 carries down to nine carries for 24 yards. I think there is a good chance the Vikings pass attack overwhelms them and that they're playing in a negative game script and that Miles Sanders simply doesn't get the volume. However, even if he gets the volume, I'm just not sure if he can get there. Week one, Buccaneers running backs only averaged two and a half yards per carry against the Vikings defense. Week two, the Eagles shredded the Vikings on the ground. Over 200 yards overall. We all saw DeAndre Swift run run for 175 yards, but I I don't really think we can pin that on the Vikings run defense. That is simply the Eagles having maybe the best run game in the NFL this year. And then week three, Chargers running backs were held to just one and a half yards per carry against the Vikings. So essentially two of three games, the Vikings when facing not the Eagles are just shutting down the run game, but they cannot stop the pass. I I don't think there's any path for the Panthers to keep this game competitive by running the ball, and I I simply want to bet against Miles Sanders in the run game this week. Miles Sanders under 57.5, minus 105 on DraftKings. Ryan, let's hear your third and final prop of the day. This is another one where nobody wants to bet on this guy, and I think we're all very excited to. I'm going to
1: take Ezekiel Elliott over 27 and a half rushing yards at minus 115 on DraftKings. He's actually beaten this number in two of three games already. He smoked it last week with 80 yards on the ground against the Jets. But here's why I really like this angle. Cardinals beat up Dallas in the trenches last week. Chuck Pagano works for the 33rd team, coached coached the Colts called defenses for a number of NFL teams. He said that Arizona purposely ran right at Micah Parsons, which makes sense. He's smaller, get two bodies on him, wash him out. Guess what Bill Belichick's going to try to do this week? Going to try to copy the same thing unless Dallas moves Micah Parsons back to off-ball linebacker a little more, which is possible and really my only concern here. But 27.5 yards is a very obtainable number. I'm also interested in his rushing attempts over, depending on what it is. I'm guessing it's going to be at 6.5 based on this. So I'm going to take a look at that too in Discord this week.
0: I like that play a lot. We are all Ezekiel Elliott fans at the 33rd team when the rushing line's only at 27 and a half. Mr. Caruso, your third and final play of the day. This is the sexy one. We 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 had Zach Moss. Give give us give us someone a little more more exciting at this point.
3: Well, I think when you think of exciting, you think of the word revenge, the dish that is best served cold. And when you think of revenge, you should be thinking of Calvin Ridley this week overseas in London taking on that revenge game against the Falcons this week. Falcons run their most defense at – Cover three. Cover three is their primary defense, That's what they run more than anything else. And Calvin Ridley so far this season has seen a target against Cal- cover three on 32% of his routes. And he has over 40% of his team's air yards versus cover three. His number is really low right now where you can get on – Either fan duel or underdog at 63 and a half yards, he should easily go over that. He said seven, eight, and 11 targets in his first three games. He said a couple bad drops, otherwise, this line would be much higher. I think he gets revenge. I think he sees the targets, the air yards, and a touchdown against the Falcons this week.
0: I like that play, guys. Promo code 33rd if you sign up for underdog, 100% deposit match up to a hundred dollars. You can play their high-low games. That's about as fun as it gets when you're doing any kind of fantasy contest. And as Alex mentioned, you can also get this one on the sports books if you're a betting man, which I, I think all of us are. I know Ryan in particular fits that bill. Ben, your third and final prop of the day.
2: Man, I don't fit that bill? I'm not a betting man, Josh?
0: I said we all are, and then I said Ryan particularly. Ryan has used the – Ryan, say, say the catchphrase just so Ben can hear that.
1: If I were a betting man, gentlemen, and I am, then I followed up with something that I'd bet on.
2: Wow. When you say it with those sunglasses on, <laughs> I probably, uh, my Ben, just give prop, us
0: your third prop.
2: My <laughs> final prop. Uh, we're talking <laughs> about unsexy picks. This is a pretty unsexy one. Josh Dobbs's longest completion. Uh, this was at 32 and a half. It's now at 31 and a half. I got that. On draft kings minus 115 josh dobbs had his first completion this year of 30 or more yards against the dallas defense it was 29 air yards but 40 yards after the catch from rookie wide receiver michael wilson and when you talk about Josh Dobbs, he is not a gun singer he is three of nine on his attempts of 20 or more air yards and of those six incompletions Four of them were 30 or more air yards. Not a ton of concern for Josh Dobbs beating you through the air. And when we talk about on the flip side of the ball, quarterbacks versus the 49ers, get this, zero of eight on air yard attempts of 20 or more. Crazy, right? This defense is legit. They're the only team in the NFL to not allow completion of 32 yards or more. And that's right where Josh Lyons line, Josh Dobbs' line is set at. 31 and a half is the lowest I think I have ever seen this particular prop, the longest completion prop. I still feel like something fluky needs to happen when you consider that the San Francisco defense, uh, second fewest yak per reception allowed. Just of all the plays today, it's my model's least favorite, too 63% chance on the under. But sometimes you don't pay attention to what's in the spreadsheet, you pay attention to what's on the football field. I love this under.
0: You know what, folks? It's good to see Ben Wolby grinding the film for once, getting out of his basement. We, we 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 respect the effort, and we hope Josh Dobbs does not have a long completion. Before I get to my final prop of the day, it is the second prop this year that I have put multiple units on because I'm so excited about it. Reminder to follow Ryan Reynolds at Ryan Reynolds NFL on Twitter. Alex Caruso's at Alex Caruso. Ben Wolby's at Ben Wolby. And I'm at Larkey tweets. Please give us the charity follow. It helps us keep this show free. And you can also hop into the free 33rd team discord. Make sure you're doing that. It's linked in every single one of our free articles on the 33rd rdteamcom And if you're not listening live to this, then you're probably listening to this in the 33rd team podcast network. Search the 33rd team podcast network on Apple, on Spotify, all of our podcasts, the one that Ryan and I do each week the one that Ben and Alex do each week the one that Hilo and Jordan Vanek do each week everything is in that podcast feed now my final prop of the day this it, it's sexy we are we are looking at Jarek McKinnon we are taking him under 10 and a half rushing yards oh, what a tiny little line under 10 and a half rush yards i i last saw it minus 115 on betmgm it, last time I also saw it, it was minus 130 on DraftKings. McKinnon did not have a carry in week one. Then in week two, McKinnon had one carry for negative two yards. Then in week three, he had two carries for nine yards. And you might be like, Josh, that's pushing it. Nine, nine, nine yards, that is nearly over 10 and a half. But those two carries were fourth quarter carries last week when the Chiefs were already up 41 to zero on the Bears. He plays the Jets this week. I do not expect the Chiefs to blow them out 41 to 0 considering that defense. This was my second multiple unit play of the year. Jarek McKinnon under 10 and a half rushing yards. Guys, from Ryan, from Alex, from Ben, from myself, from our friends at underdog fantasy promo code 33rd, we thank you.